Hey everyone, how you doing? This is Amon Green, Green Bay Packers all-time leading rusher, and you're listening to The Average Cheese, hosted by Dell and Todd, two lifelong Packer fans talking about their favorite team, the 13-time champion, Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Welcome to episode 95 of the Average Cheese Podcast. I'm Dale Lobel. Todd Widener is here with me today. No Peter. Peter, we hope you're feeling better. Thanks to Rhonda and the folks at RNM Management. Thanks to Dwight at ddgcustoms.com. And thank you to Dan and the folks at Bob Anderson Builders. We are past 1,500 followers on Twitter. I will send those shirts out. I haven't done that yet but I will send them out this week. They're in an envelope. They just need to go in the mail. I am also sending one to Andy from NFL Outdated because he somehow thought the Packers were going to lose to the Bears on Sunday night, and the bet was that I would wear a Walter Payton jersey, Ooh. which I would love, to be honest. Like, I yeah. love Walter Payton. So that's no punishment, Andy. And now right. he has to wear the Average Cheese T-shirt on his podcast. Really? Yes. I need a photo or video or yeah, like well, they're a YouTube channel, so we'll be able oh, to really? pull it off there. He's going to oh. need to have to stand up and make sure the whole world can see the average cheese. That's right. On his episode 95, Peter usually does this. Todd and I will tag team it. So 95 is the Tyler Lancaster episode. Right. Right. <laughs> Tyler Lancaster, right. former. <laughs> okay, just stop. <laughs> we, we know it's not Tyler Lancaster, who is currently a free agent, was cut by the Raiders. It does not play football professionally as we speak. There weren't too many 95s that were worth a shit. Remember Dayton Jones? It was abandoned for a few years. Right. And they didn't start wearing 90s numbers for until like right. the 80s anyway. But the best player by far is Bryce Pop. Yeah, he was a good player. Howard Green, Dayton Jones, Keith McKenzie. Like Dayton there's a Jones. very small God. list of players. So Bryce Pop who was a very good pass rusher, not a great pass rusher for the Packers, had 11 in 1993. He averaged about six or seven, eight sacks a season for the Packers, played with them from 1990 to 1994, ended up in Buffalo, played three years in Buffalo, and then two years in Jacksonville, and finished his career with the Vikings. I don't even remember that. No, I don't either. He's, He's never defensive player of the year, the year that, he went to the Bills. What? Dang. 17 and a half sacks. Led the NFL. Holy monkey. 17 and a half sacks. 17 and a half. The fourth highest single season total of the 90s. That's bananas. I'm sure he was first team all pro and all those kind of things. Made the Pro Bowl that year. He Made might have been Bowl. playing opposite Bruce Smith, right? Because when the all the attention been on Bruce Smith and that's fair, but still 17 and a half sacks is yeah, fucking stupid. bananas. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, I'm looking it up now. Bryce Pop made the Pro Bowl 1994, 95, 96, and 97. He was a four-time Pro Bowler. Yeah, considered and, one of the top fifty. He's in the top fifty of Bills all-time history players. 
What? Top 50. Yeah. For three years? Yep. Finished his career with 75 sacks, which is nothing to spit at. Like, that's that's very impressive. Yeah. I didn't know that until I started looking it up. Yeah. Looking it up. That's what happens when we do a little research. Yeah. We learn things. And the fact Peter isn't here. Peter just <laughs> rattles it off. Look it up. No, he didn't have to look up shit. Bryce Pop had two sacks with the Vikings in the year 2000. Yeah, it was probably on his way out at that point. Right. Absolutely was. Didn't <clears> even <throat> finish a season. So Bryce Pop. The Bryce episode. Pop episode. And maybe Wyatt is going to turn it around, 95. I hope so. Let's talk about Devontae Wyatt when he actually does something. Yeah. Like record yeah. a tackle or anything. Yeah. Yeah, until then. Yeah. So let's update. First of all. The average cheese pick'em. Todd and I are completely sucking this year in the average cheese pick'em. Do uh, your rants in first place right now. There's a big, you know, about four people tied for second. That said, we're not that far behind. Really? If Ju- yeah. If Justin Herbert wouldn't have thrown that fucking pass and that right in the end zone there, that got run back for 99 yards, yeah. I'd have been the only one to pick the Chargers, and I'd be well. I still wouldn't be in first place. But. That was a rough week, man. There were some close games and last-second shit happened. I was watching the Raiders game. Did you see that? I saw the replay of yeah. that god-awful pass that Derek Carr tried to throw to Devontae Adams. Adams had two catches. It's yeah. like 17 yards or something. His grandparents got to see him play, and he didn't do shit in that game. Yeah. When Renfro fumbled and they returned it for the game-winning touchdown, he had fumbled the play before like why would you go back to that dude it was loose on the ground when the very play before and boom he put it on the carpet again <laughs> why aren't you throwing it to Devonte adams right that? right you are paying him an ass load of money it's overtime and he's your best player he's the best player on the field offensive defense know. he's I the best player it. on the field yeah yeah overtime Raiders. game and you got the ball and you need to get down there and score it's got to be going to Devontae Adams, not fucking Renfro. Exactly. That's they deserve to lose the game when they do that kind of nonsense. This is unrelated, but sort of it's related to that game. Did you see someone put on Twitter that Kyler Murray is like a little kid running away from his parents when they see like stole their phone? You know, like kid, little I kids. I didn't see that, but that's, that's funny because that that does. <laughs> what he looks like right it, it, it does it actually does he just, he, he's just scrambling around for his life back there and that, that, that throw man whoa i mean what, yes the two-point conversion yeah that awesome. was awesome really good back throw. in the end zone like that i mm-hmm. mean that was i don't know how that ball got in there no i mean by millimeters really nice play by him and wasn't that your guy aj green what else uh, you are currently, I don't know if you call this winning or losing the Rashawn right. Gary challenge. You are right now Aiden Hutchinson, who had three sacks in the first half. I was like, wow. Let's get a couple more in the second half. <laughs> he did not, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on what side of this you're on. So it's currently Aiden Hutchinson three, Rashawn Gary two in the sack challenge. And the sack that, come on, that wasn't that clean of a sack that... Gary had. I thought for sure I mean, that he was. I thought it was that. a half. I thought it was too. I was happy to find out though that it was a full set. I was not as happy. But 
It's a long season. All in fairness, I want him to beat Aiden Hutchinson. I do, because I want the Packers to succeed. I want I want Gary to succeed, but that's just where we're at. That's what I do. I don't know. I, I don't make I don't make a whole lot of sense. So <laughs> that's why we're here. Brett Favre is in the news. I just want everyone to know if you are just starting to listen to the average cheese. We talked about Brett Favre in episode zero. Was what a yes. What a dick Brett Favre was. And we're on 95. Right. And this he isn't the second. To be a dick. Yes. Through 95 episodes. He cannot shed his stripes or spots or whatever the fuck you say. But God. Life bless after him. football just has not gone well for that man. You saw the, the article that came out with the guy who wrote the gunslinger. Tell Said, us a little oh. more about that. Well, I shall do that. <laughs> Some renowned author was contracted to write a book about Brett Favre and, you know, his on the field, off the field antics. And it was called Gunslinger. He's now gone on to say, don't buy it. The, the author of the book, don't buy it because he's such a piece of fucking garbage nice. of a person. I've never like that must void your contract as an author. Right. I mean, you can't really well, you give a shit. I mean. Well, I mean, if nothing else, that dude isn't making any money off that book no. sale. I'm sure he got money up front, but I'm, I would imagine he gets residuals off of that, right? Right, yeah. If books way. are sold, he, he makes yeah. more money. So he's cutting his own balls off financially to say what a dick Brett Favre is? Right, right. And I guess, you know, the more the more he uncovered... The more he hated Brett Favre? Yeah, and especially with the with his latest antics, with the... I don't want to say embezzling money, but I think you know more about that than he had misused funds that were for people in need for to try to fund a volleyball arena for his alma mater. Yeah, at USM. Like 70, and it wasn't just like chump change. You're talking five million is a number they come up with. Now, this is, and I'm reading this from Mississippi today text between Brett Favre and Nancy New. Now, I'm not. I'm oh, gonna, great. Yeah. So, okay. So here goes. Brett Favre, if you were to pay me, is there any way the media could find out where it came from and how much? That's Brett Favre to this lady. No, we have never have had that information publicized. I understand you being uneasy about that, though. Let's see what happens on Monday with the conversation with some of the folks at Southern. Wow, just got off the phone with Phil Bryant. He is on board with us. That's the governor. <laughs> so wow. the governor was in on it, too. We wow. will get this done. Brett, awesome. I needed to hear that for sure. Because he needed oh. the governor on his side, so he knew right. that shit wouldn't go south. This motherfucker, <laughs> man. Jesus. Again, if you can throw a football through a wall, it doesn't make you a good person. What a complete dickhead. Yeah. Douche. Is he going to jail? I hope he goes to jail. I don't know. Oh, you or I would. Oh, my God, yes. Or we already would be. We'd already be in jail. Right. Yeah, money keeps you out of jail. I get that, but my gosh. Still haven't hung that picture up. I can't do it. Maybe we should raffle that off. Authentic Brett Favre's signature photo that I have framed. If you're willing to part with it, then we would absolutely do that. I, it will probably never hang on my wall. I just can't stomach it. Let's go. We'll make that happen. We'll Appreciate that, man. It's very Let's kind do. of you. Before we move on to Packers, Bears, 
Eric from Greendale sent me a question today. I am going to put it to you. No, I, again, I just spring shit on you. <laughs> Sorry, but here goes. My question for this week would be, if the wide receivers continue to struggle, do you kick the tires on making a trade? Brandon Cooks or whoever, Darius Slayton, guys like that. Maybe a, a third tight end or a pass-catching tight end. So I'll ask you first. You've yes. already talked about OBJ, so I guess. And that's my that's the only person I would really, really go after to, to do that. Yeah. Honestly. Head and shoulders above any of the other names you just mentioned, in my opinion. I mean, he is the playmaker. He is the guy that's going to – I would think it would be immediate value if you went out and got him. I don't know when he's going to be ready. Should be he, soon. I saw him working out. The dude is jacked. And he's just out there, right? So you wouldn't have to give up anything for OBJ other than money. You know he would come to Green Bay. I mean, how? Well, I don't know if he would because I just saw something on Twitter that he's got like three teams and none of them are Green Bay. Mm. I don't know if he just doesn't want the small town. I don't know. That's good. Krause sitting on his hands. Dumbass. Eric, to answer the question from my side, I would absolutely do it too. I think that the Packers have a window of opportunity with Aaron Rodgers. I think that you need to maximize that opportunity. So if you find out that, Watson, Rodgers, Cobb, the whole group isn't what you need it to be, then I think you do go out there and ask for, you know, try to find somebody. I'd kick the tires on just about anybody. If Jalen Rager, who isn't great, can be traded for, what, a six-round pick or something like that, then there are guys to be had out there. The idea of a veteran that can get you 40 to 50 catches, I'm all for that. The a second playmaker. Well, it can't just like be all a guy. those other dudes aren't playmakers. They're veteran receivers. OBJ is your playmaker. And that's the difference. Second part of that question now, it doesn't apply to OBJ. Let's say the Packers are going to trade for a wide receiver this year. What is the what's the lowest round draft pick you go to pick up said receiver, whoever it is? I know that's hard because you Gosh. don't know who it is, but I don't know. Yeah, I think it would depend on who it is. I would say, Eric, that fifth round. I'm fifth round, sixth round, seventh round. I'm not giving up a guy that can make an impact. You know, I think those first four rounds usually have guys that can play. That means you have to kick someone to the curb, right? So are you going to actually bring, you're going to give up a fourth round pick for someone who's equal to, who's someone who's equal to Dobbs? Well, that's the thing, right? It's hard to say. I do it though. It has to be a quality receiver that's in the last year of his contract. Something that makes it attractive to grab him. Because I don't want just a guy. We've said this before. I don't want a, a guy. We'll get Travis into it. <laughs> right. We've had guys like that, middle of the road guys. It has to be an impact player this year, right now. And guys like that have been traded, to be fair. Yep. All right. So thank you, Eric. We appreciate you. All right. Let's move on to Packers 27, Bears 10. Let's just get right into it. The good, the bad, the ugly. Give me something good offensively. I think they listened to the podcast because we were bitching about, like, where's Aaron Jones? Where's Aaron Jones? Of course they do. And, well, yeah, as well they should. And look what happened. I mean, he he's he's your guy. He's your playmaker. 132 yards, 170 combined. Dylan, I thought he had, like, 18 rushes or something. Yeah, I thought that was a little yards. much. He looked tired to me, to be honest, in the second half. He, he looked like he was slowing but, down a bit. But you want... Um, you know, you want A.J. Dillon to have yeah. more carries, right? Because you want him to break down a defense, don't you? I thought it was a little much. I don't know. 
The Packers ran the ball with Harris, Jones, Dylan, and Favre. I'm far. With Jones, Dylan, and Rodgers, they ran the ball 38 times. That's not Packer. That yeah, looked like. good. I mean, there was, and he's such a slashy. You can just see the the different running styles between the two of them. That's got to keep the defense guessing too. God, Jones just he just finds so many different crafty little ways to shift and stiff arm, and he's got the spin move, and he's got the. You know, he's just got all these slashy moves on him, man. God, he had that was an Aaron Jones game. That's that's what you pay that man for. Yeah, I think he said after the game, he was like, Yep, you know, he's just like that kind of workman kind of attitude. He's like, Yep, well, my number's called. Yeah, and he didn't complain the week before nope. when he didn't get the ball. You gotta we love did. Aaron Jones. Fucking we awesome. certainly did. They were able to run the football as they should. That's gonna have to be the recipe going forward. Right, with the state of the receivers. Just watching A.J. Dillon, who is not a slow guy either. Aaron Jones just looks so quick to the hole. He's not yeah. explode like fast. He's not going to run a 4-3-40. But when he hits a hole and is running through it, it's a different speed than A.J. Dillon runs at. Yeah, He's more decisive in the hole. It's just very, oh my gosh. It was amazing both, to watch. They're both unbelievable receivers. Yes. Top-notch receivers for playing the position of running back. Absolutely. Elite. Elite. I would receivers. say so. I would say both of them, exactly. Totally Rogers, I think Rogers said something like after that game that Dylan might have the best fans on the team. Wow. Yeah. That is saying a lot. Coming so from got- a guy who didn't catch more than like eight passes in college. Yep. And probably never caught a ball in high school. Not only is he a great player, but A.J. Dillon has become like a huge fan favorite here in Wisconsin. He has some kind of affinity for Door County. He calls himself oh, yeah. like the mayor of Door County, hmm. even though it's like 18 different cities up there. But I think it's awesome. <laughs> he has like completely embraced the area. I think if he could just, man, it. I don't know what it is. I just worry about his bull style. You know, like if he could at least make one cut here or there, maybe get a, find an opening. I don't know. Yeah, he is uh, a bit straight line, and he tends to run into dudes. Yeah. He's also a gigantic human being. So that Yeah, that all looked great. I mean. And the other thing I just thought offensively is, and we've talked about it already, you run the ball 38 times. That means you've got balance. Aaron right. Rodgers threw the ball 25 times in this game. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's unusual for the Packers. It might be close, 50-50. It is very rarely running heavy. They're never a run-heavy offense. So that's nice. And with no receiver 100% stepping into the shoes of Devontae Adams, you do have to run the football more. You do have to throw it to backs more. Like, all those things have to happen. What about the bat? There were some execution issues um, on the offensive side of the ball. I know one for sure was, I think Myers snapped it on one and it was supposed to be on two and it hit Watson. And I mean, that could have been a costly turnover. Well, it did kill the momentum. That's for oh, sure. Oh, hell yeah. And Roger said after the game that Myers had a quote, had a brain fart. He did. He had some mistakes out there. That's for sure. The one thing that really bothered me, the bad was, and you said it, actually, you texted me this during the game. Why can't the Packers just close out a game and finish it? I mean, the, the bad snap, the fumble, like there yeah. just seems to be like the Packers, I felt like could have scored on every drive in this game. There's no reason they should have been stopped. I don't think on any drive, they stopped themselves. 
on two drives. And if they score touchdowns on those two drives, it's it's just it's a blowout. The Bears were in this game still. Oh yeah. The Packers couldn't close it out. It has me on edge like the whole time. They have a history of this. It's not just from season to season. It's like there's a history of this where it's like, dude, you guys are up. What was it? The first half up 20, 24, seven in the first half. Yeah. They, they were blowing them the fuck out in the first yeah. half. That stoppage. I guess we'll get this on to the defense, but the stoppage of fields on the goal line by Walker. I mean, that, that play that he made field scores on that nine times out of 10, if it's not a speedy, guy like Walker coming over there like a freak. I actually think he was in on the goal line. Yeah, you just couldn't see it, right? Like you the couldn't initial see play, it, but, you know, it's still a game. Close the door on these guys. That's a struggle. I don't know why we can't figure that out. You put this in the bad too. So there's two parts to this. Christian Watson on the jet sweep, it has to come from a different angle. We had talked about it, how MBS can't be that guy because he runs in a straight line and he would have to be like turned at the line of scrimmage by someone else so he could go straight up field. Christian Watson's hips are a little bit better than that, but he's still a long strider. He's a tall guy. He's not going to be shifty. He's not going to be able to go laterally like they need him to do. And I agree with you. There's no reason for him to be running the jet sweep. Yeah, I I agree with everything that you just said, but – where the fuck is Amari Rogers? That is who needs to be involved in the offense for that. They tried this experiment with MVS. It didn't work. The reason it doesn't work is these receivers, they're not ball carriers. They're pass catchers. They're downfield. They're getting hit by safeties and DBs. Why would you line up a dude who's not a ball carrier, who's got to take a, you know, a snap, literally on the line of scrimmage and try to get around the end who could potentially get crushed by a defensive tackle, a linebacker, a defensive end. I mean, they're not used to that. And you have Amari Rogers who played fucking running back and he hasn't had one offensive snap. I don't think this year. It just, and that's like his role on this team. Where is he? And you got your, supposedly your your number one rookie receiver, you're going to put it in his hands? Why? The Packers clearly think that Watson is a playmaker. But that said, you have to put him in a position where he can make plays. He's not going to be able to turn Freaking that corner. Succeed. So I saw a Rodgers interview, and they asked about Amari Rodgers, and basically Aaron Rodgers said he's a special teams guy. You heard that? The question yeah. got asked. Rodgers took a drink, kind of fucking sat there for a while. Right. And then said he plays special teams for us. I don't understand that other than clearly Aaron Rodgers does not think Amari Rodgers should be on the field on the offense. That's yeah, that's what I read into it. Still agree, I agree with you 100%. Amari Rodgers needs to be Debo Samuel. That That is his role. He's not a downfield receiver. He needs to be a gadget player. And if you're not going to use him at that, you might as well cut him. Because I don't think he's spectacular as a punt returner and a kick returner. He fumbled one. He fumbled that one, and luckily it went out of bounds. Right. Again, when you're talking about trying to put these teams away, that could have went sideways too. He's not an explosive like – No. I I just don't see him as a punt returner. Is he sure-handed? I guess – but he kind of fumbled. fumbled one. Yeah. And fumbled one out of bounds already. 
So he's really not that either. No. He's not like this explosive speedy dude that is going to find a hole and just bust one. Completely confused on the Packers philosophy around Amari Rodgers and what his role is. Totally confused. I guess they just don't see anything in him. That's how I look at it. Or maybe it's a playbook issue. I don't know. Who knows? But my God, he is not the guy I thought we were getting. No. Two years ago. It wasn't what and going uh coming out of camp, they were saying that the guy trimmed down, he looks great. Mm-hmm. Like all this stuff coming out of camp that yeah, Mari Rod, there was a lot of hype around him. And now season starts, boom, he's a ghost. Yep. Catching punts and kicks. Well, he didn't exactly light the world on fire against backups the preseason either, to be fair. He got snaps, but he didn't blow anybody away. He no. had that one nice touchdown, maybe in week one of the preseason. Yeah. That was it. If Kylan Hill comes back, does he go back there? Yeah. Would you put so. him back there? I put Kylan Hill have back the on, jitters? on kicks. I put him back there. I don't know about jitters punks. after getting his knee folded in half. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I do, though. I put him back there. One more thing, the ugly for me, and I don't know if you get a chance to watch it. I, I suggest you go back and watch the condensed version or watch the All-22 when we can. By the way, it's the fucking NFL app. If you follow us on Twitter, you know I've fucking complained about it ad nauseum. I hate that app. I still haven't gotten into it, by the way. Go back and watch Elton Jenkins. Elton Jenkins is not ready to play. He is not the guy he was previous to this injury. He was terrible in this game terrible i saw him get beat and just bear hugged that dude and they didn't call that for holding that was hilarious <laughs> he literally grabbed the guy from behind i know that that is oh gosh i don't even know what to say about that but yes the other thing so shout out to hound hound and i message each other back and forth with, uh, during packer games too so it's me you me me and hound we have a bunch of people who always want to message me during games and Hound and I were talking. I told, so Hound was a half hour behind. Oh, right. And I, I like, Oh man, Elton Jenkins ain't right. And I put that on Twitter and he's like, what are you talking about? I said, just watch him. He got beat inside a couple of times, just a simple inside step. And they were going by him to on this, on their way to Rogers. He's not right. I'm In just his saying defense. It. I don't think he's a tackle. He played left tackle last year and was pretty good at it i'm not saying he is or isn't i think he's more of a guard his lateral movement isn't there yet he is not ready to go you put your big 6'6 330 dudes out on the ends at tackle and you squeeze that dude back into inside i don't i don't see him as a tackle i mean he could play it obviously and he did well last year but i think just all this shifting around has got to come to an end they got to they got to figure out a home for him on the line at some point i don't think so, he's healthy enough to play right now i think they're putting i think him that's there. an issue too i do this Tampa Bay squad coming up <laughs> yeah let's talk about that in a minute but yeah. you can't do that right against yeah. them uh defensively good i mean you hold an nfl team to 10 points regardless of what happened 10 points is good. Why don't you go? Yeah. Well, they held fields. I, I didn't even read this until I looked at the box score, but he was 7 of seven of 11 for 70 yards and a pick, only 20 yards rushing. I don't know how much I put up. Again, I'm defending Justin Fields, but I don't know what the coaching that sideline was thinking, but like 
you got to do something with them. You got them out there on the field. You let them throw the ball 11 times. And they were behind. Yeah, right. <laughs> they I mean, were behind 24-7 at half. Yeah. Now, granted, the Packers couldn't stop the run. So they, Yeah, that looked ugly. So I get it while you're trying to, you know, getting yards. They average like eight yards a carry or something. But right. Justin Fields should be throwing the ball. Any quarterback should be throwing the ball more than 11 times in a game where you're losing by two touchdowns. Yeah, that makes no they, sense. What are they doing lining him up in a shotgun on fourth and goal? That I called that funny. play immediately. That was the easiest defensive goal for the Packers ever. Yeah, if Dale was... Lobel knows it, then you better know it, Joe Barry, because everybody I mean... in the world should have known that was coming. Yeah, I'm doing like some type of either play action or something and get everyone going one way. And then I take Justin Fields and I say, run to the cone because he's going to beat everyone there. There's no one on the other side of the football that's going to beat you there, my friend. Yeah. Why not? But they run Justin Fields up the middle from the shotgun? (laughs) Holy shit, that was bad. Yes, thank God for the Bears for doing dumb things like that. Anyway, that was the good on defense. We held him to basically – he's their marquee player, and if you hold Justin Fields down, then you're holding that whole offense down. Peter talked about Darnell Mooney. I think Darnell Mooney had one catch in this game. Yeah. I would say he is their best receiver. Yeah, he had one catch for negative four yards. If there Darnell is a Mooney. receiving group that's worse or more inexperienced than, than ours, it's – man, they have nobody – St. Heard actually caught a ball and Alexander got turned around. He didn't, he didn't get burned. Like getting burned means you were on the guy and he shook you, but Alexander just got turned and was in the wrong spot. He was probably like, what the hell's going on? He's like, holy shit. St. Turd actually caught. You never did that for us. (laughs) He was their leading alone. Like don't have to worry about that guy. Exactly. Two catches for 39 yards for EQ St. Brown. A long of 30 in that play, and then he caught another ball for nine yards. I think no bear receiver had over two catches or something. That's 100% right. EQ St. Brown had four targets, two catches for 39 yards. He was their leading receiver. And likewise for the Packers, nobody had over three. This was a strange game. It's like a game where I'm like, until I started picking apart the box score and looking at the score and like the final score and like all that, I was like, I didn't like this game at all. I thought the Packers played like shit overall. And I was like, well, I don't know. It just didn't feel good. It was better than the previous week. I'll say that. I mean, the Packers didn't play poorly. I thought they played yeah. well. So last week I watched the Bears and the 49ers. And now I'm starting to think maybe it was the weather in that game yeah. that made that made them look good. The Bears looked really good in that game against San Francisco. This looked game, really good on their first drive. They did. This they went game, down and I was rolled. like... Right now, what? This is gonna be a long game. They went right down the field and scored. Like it wasn't. Oh yeah, it was a great drive. And then nothing. Essentially, they had the one drive at the end where they should have scored. Anyway, the bad. We talked about it already. The Packers gave up almost 200 yards in the ground, 170 yards in the ground to a team that was losing, which is just bizarre. Really. The other thing for me is. Devondre Campbell was fucking invisible in this game. Yeah. I don't know if they've given, I don't want to call it his spot, but the playmaking that 
Gavondre Campbell did last year seems to be given over to Quay Walker. And maybe I'm wrong about that, but Devondre Campbell hasn't done jack shit so far this season. He, I thought he was t- not good in this game at all. I don't think there was any real individual s- defensive standout uh, other than Alexander with the pick at the end. And I mean, he always has a good game. So, right. I mean, it's, I mean, aside from him, I didn't really see anyone with, I mean, they were carving him up. 122 yards rushing on 15 carries. He averaged eight yards yeah. a carry. Yeah, it wasn't like they were bouncing it outside. No, they were running between, between the, tackles. the tackles. Yeah, mm-hmm. still some question marks there. Preston Smith had two sacks, so that's that's good. But like no one, there was no like, wow, this dude had a really good game. Darnell right. Savage had six tackles, which but I saw that and I'm like, how? When? Yeah, how? Downfield? I, I mean, I don't know. This wasn't a great game for the defense, but it wasn't a terrible game either. No. I mean, when you, like you said, I mean, seven points. Can't argue too much with that. Special teams wise, we don't have to go over this too deep. Uh, they gave up almost 25 yards of kick return. Mason Crosby was perfect. Good. So, yes, we'll take it. And O'Donnell bombed some kicks. He did smash one, right? <laughs> he averaged 61 yards. He had a 72 yarder and like a 50 yarder. Yeah, he was all jacked up to play his former team, right? He's like, fuck these dudes. Yeah, he, that, that's nice to have. And I wonder, and Marcy says this all the time, so Marcy, when you're listening, you can acknowledge that I agree with you. I think Pat O'Donnell holding the football on kicks has improved the kicking game. Oh, yeah, they went through so many transitions. Like Bajorquez couldn't snapper, do it. Bajorquez, God. Right. Started on that guy. Yeah. All right, anything um, else about the Bear game before we move on to the next opponent? No, I mean, overall, I mean, like I said, I think it was a win's a win. It's tough to win in this league. It wasn't a very clean game. They should have and could, had very many opportunities to close it out, and they didn't. Going forward, they're going to have to figure out how to do that because there's teams right now that are scary. One of those teams is Tampa Bay, in my book. Mm-hmm. You know, we're playing them in Tampa Bay. You know, Yes, we're coming off a win, but there's still a lot of question marks with our squad. Got to see if they're up to the challenge. On offense, you got Skeletor. Have you seen the pictures of Tom Brady? What the fuck is wrong with him? <laughs> I don't know. He looks like Skeletor. Like, he's dropped, like, 40 pounds. I mean, you know uh, I hate Tom Brady, so anytime I can say something negative about that fool, I will. He started that whole fight. He yeah. He instigated that whole fight that got Evans suspended. Yeah. So, so he right. was talking shit with John Lattimore. It was Lattimore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be the bigger guy, Tommy. Now you got your number one receiver suspended. Right. And Chris Godwin is questionable. And so is Julio Jones. So I'm looking at their depth chart. This is kind of funny. I guess I don't care how we beat Tampa Bay or Tom Brady. Mike Evans is suspended. Chris Godwin is questionable. Julio Jones is questionable. Scotty Miller is questionable. Brashad Perriman and Russell Gage. All questionable. All of their guys, their first and second string wide receivers, are questionable for this game. I know questionable doesn't mean shit in the NFL. You got to stop Fournette. Yes. That could be a problem. It is a problem. If David Montgomery, who is a good player, runs for eight yards a carry, you would imagine that Tampa is just going to run a football until the Packers stop them. 
right? Yeah. Especially with their receivers, not quite right. Yeah, I think I think we we have a good, decent matchup, DBs versus receivers in this game. The Packers should, yes, have a. They should be have an advantage over every wide receiver group they play. Yeah, Packer DBs should be better than every group from like one to three, right? As long as we're not playing fucking zone every. Right. When is that going to change? So that I feel like it's a very big thing. I know it is. We talked about That's this. his whole philosophy. Fucking zone. Hopefully that changes. Two of the best. You got arguably probably the best corner in the NFL that you paid a buttload of money for. Mm-hmm. And you won't let that guy play one-on-one. And he wants to play one-on-one. Let the guy do it. I mean, right. What do you, well, I don't understand what you have to lose. And on defense, Tampa is downright scary. Ugh. They've given up. 13 points in two games. They are very scary. And that game against New Orleans, I think, was like 3-3 or 3-0 in the fourth quarter. They were smashing the shit out of them. Yeah. like All over the field. Just ragdolling, dude. And you know how Green Bay is. And I hate to call Green Bay like a front-runner team. Once Green Bay gets rolling, they will roll right over the top of you. But the Packers, in recent memory, have not been good at coming back from adversity. Like when things start yeah. to go south for the Packers, they struggle. Yeah. And this is a team that is going to punch you in the fucking mouth over and over and over again until you quit. This is probably one of the most aggressive defenses I've seen this year. I mean, they are, they're going to get in your face. And the key to this game, well, might as well get into that, I guess. The offensive line has to come together for the, they, they better be on point for this game. Because this is going to be the one of the biggest tests of the year going against this defense. And if they can't protect Aaron Rodgers and get the running game going, we're dead in the water. Bakhtiari is not going to come back in this game, I don't believe. You never know, like what the you know what the lineup's going to be like on the offensive line. But get your shit together, guys. You can't be making these mental mistakes, missing blocks, because Rodgers is going to have a long day back there. Akeem Hicks will be out for. Tampa, he's out the left defensive end, but it's still B to VA. Devin White, Levante David, and Shaq yeah. Barrett are three of the best linebackers in this game. Savages. Yes, they are Absolute. going to rip your fucking head off. I don't know why I'm Savage. cussing so much today. Wow. Oh, probably because Peter's not here. Peter's not here, right? <laughs> yeah. And their pressure will come from those guys. And if the Packers have a line of young guys, they're going to struggle to pick up blitzes. They're going to struggle to find that pressure and where it's coming from. That is a huge concern. Absolutely. Yeah. And I know I keep pining for Zach Tom. Zach Tom should be playing right tackle. I agree. Not, not Elton Jenkins. I love Put Elton Jenkins, Jenkins back to guard. Put him at right guard. Or if he ain't right, just leave him out. 60% yeah. Elton Jenkins isn't good. I'm sorry. As good of a player yeah. as he is, he was yeah, I just can't get over it. I think he's slightly undersized for tackle. And he might be. Key on defense, it's an easy one, right? If their wide receiver core is banged up or isn't playing like Mike Evans, it's stop Leonard Fournette. Yeah. The, the end. Pressure Brady. I mean, obviously. Right. Pressure Brady, stop the run. I mean, I know that's a real cliche thing to say. Get out of the zone. Play some man. Pressure the quarterback and stop the run. Right, and you you sort of understand why the Packers would play zone against a quarterback like Justin Fields. 
Because if Justin Fields takes off and you're playing man to man and all your guys are running down the field, then nobody, everybody has their back turned to the quarterback who could have ran for, you know, can run forever. Tom Brady is 45 years old. Yeah. If you want to play man, if there is any offense that you can play man against. Right now. It's this. Yeah, it's this. This week. Yeah. I don't know if they'll do it. I know that Joe Barry, I think he's warming to it. I think that from the questions he fielded from the media, I think that they will play more man going forward. And why wouldn't you? That's what you have. You play to your personnel. The Packers have man personnel. Jair Stokes and Razul Douglas are all man-to-man type players. They can lock guys down. Your third receiver. And and you have two linebackers who can can cover any tight end in in the league. Yes, 100%. Quay Walker, I know that you weren't 100% sure about him, but did you see the play he made on that ball uh, was like a pass to the outside. He is so fast. He, he's a freak. When he starts to like figure things out and is able right. to jump plays, I don't want to say I'm going to guarantee pick sixes for him, but he is that type of player. And on special teams, <laughs> we don't need to have a special teams key, but it'll be make sure the snap gets back to O'Donnell. Yep. <laughs> and that Don't make doesn't... any stupid fucking mistakes. All right. So we should make a prediction, yeah? Do you want to know what the line is? We've been doing it against the line. So if I remember right, both you and Peter had the under correct. Yep. I don't think any of us said that the Packers would cover the 10 and a half. We had that that part wrong. Yeah. I said the Packers were going to go over, and they should have gone over the 42. They end up with 37. Justin Fields gets stopped on the six-inch in line, even if he didn't. Yeah, that was a touchdown. Right. If he gets in, then I'm right about the over, but that doesn't make any difference. We are recording this on Wednesday this week. So as of Wednesday, I'm looking at this 7.16 p.m. Tampa is one and a half point favorites. The over under is 41.5. I'd bet the under. Okay. So Todd is the under. And we'll and we'll tap um, cover the man. point and a half. Will they win by two? Or more. I'm gonna. I, I can't go against my team, man. I take the Packers. So you think the Packers are gonna Under win? Which Packers. Means, okay, so Packers will win. So Tampa will not cover. Right. And you will go under the 41 and a half. Really low scoring game. I don't know. I think it could be really low scoring. Well, last week they won what 21 10 or whatever. I mean, it wasn't a big score last week either. I think the Packers will lose this game. I hate to say that two weeks out of three, but I think the Packers are going to lose this game. So I think that Tampa will cover. They will win by more than two. I think it's going to be over. I always bet the over. That's why I don't bet shit. But so I'm saying Tampa covers and they go over the 41 and a half. There you have it. All right. So thanks for listening to episode 95 of the average cheese podcast, the Bryce pop episode. Go pack, go, go back, go. Go back, go.